you hear that sound, you know it's time for Law on the Street with our legal analyst, for official legal analyst for Word on the Street, attorney Brian Pritchett of the Pritchett Firm. He's here every week to give us the breakdown on all legal stories, legal ana- analysts, uh, uh, legal analysis, um, and Careful everything there. else. Yeah, big word for me. Yeah. Uh, but welcome to Word on the Street. Post-Thanksgiving, how was your Thanksgiving? It was excellent. Um, we argued over um, my late grandmother's cooking with my brother. Um, sorry, Kelly, again. So that came up? It, it oh. came up, yeah. That was the topic of conversation, yes. So it wasn't politics. It was just you flubbing grandma's cooking on the air last yes. week. Yes, yes, Fair enough. That's yeah. good. I, I, I earned it. It's fine. <laughs> What was no. the final verdict? Did like anybody come to your defense? No, because it was just the two of us. No one oh, else was. Yeah, no one, okay. so it's it's just a you know matter of memory at this point. Okay, so, yeah. cool. Yeah, <laughs> no, it was good. We had a good Thanksgiving. Um, not long enough of a break, but you know we're here. So you guys, when you own your own practice, you're off just like us. Or? I was just about to ask that. Are you doing looking over files? Are you doing stuff? Or you take the days off? Well, I, I, I send my staff home. They take the days off, but my phone rings a lot, so it just depends on what's going on. But I do try to put it off when, you know, I am spending time with the family, of course, unless it's an emergency. So, yeah. All right. Look at that, ladies and gentlemen. You need to call Brian Pritchett because even on the holidays, That's right. he's taking your calls. He didn't even know we were doing a, We were yeah. testing him out. Sure. Give that phone number for people. 404-962-0010. All right. Now, let's start with the first story. Major, here's the headline. Major news outlets want or urging the administration, I think, to drop the lawsuit or drop uh, legal proceedings right. against Julian Assange. Five international journalistic uh, establishment places want the uh, Justice Department to drop the criminal charges, the spy charges. There are 18 indictment charges against Julian Assange uh, related to really goes back to the Chelsea Manning um, WikiLeaks, uh, mm-hmm. the stuff that she took from the uh, army and released it to Julian Assange and then he released it in WikiLeaks. Now, Chelsea Manning, she got served with a lot of time in jail that um, President Obama commuted her sentence. But the idea that Julian Assange is now wanted and he's, you know, basically hiding in uh, Great Britain right now. I think he's still at the Bolivian embassy. Yep. Yeah. Um, a Peruvian, one of the one other. of those two, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, because he is wanted here in this country, and they would extradite him if he stepped out of the embassy in in Great Britain. So he's wanted here. And the funny thing is, the the most serious charges are from the Trump administration. Mm. They were added by the Trump administration. President Obama's administration wasn't going after the spy charges. These were added by President Trump. Oh, so, I did not know that. So one of the I... things, yeah, the indictment com- came from. Um, I don't know if it was Jeff Sessions at the time, but it was from. Um, President Trump's administration. So these, uh, The Guardian, which is kind of a center-left mm-hmm. uh, daily magazine, New York Times, which we know what they are, uh, Le Monde in France, which is a liberal socialist type of magazine. There's Der Spiegel in Germany, German. which is more right-wing. Right, think, right of center. Yeah, right of center. Um, and then El Pais in Spain, which is fairly center to left a little bit. You're talking about the biggest news organizations in each of these countries are calling for that because it will um if they punish julian assange for releasing news then it's going to uh, hurt other people other whistleblowers people coming forward to tell the truth so it's it's part of a first amendment type of thing we want freedom of the press freedom of speech the only thing is when that freedom of speech or that freedom of the press puts lives in danger like american soldiers serving overseas and some of the stuff that chelsea manning leaked could have caused people to have been in, in danger. 
Luckily, I don't think anyone was killed because of that information she released, but there was information that did go to a national security threat, which is why she was arrested. Um, the concern there is, are we going to stifle the press worldwide because of the threat that you can't release this and we're going to put you in jail? So Assange is kind of like this weird litmus test to see what we're going to do to journalists. Um, I don't know if we can call him a journalist. Well, that's the, that's the, been that's, his argument since the very beginning. Right. That he's a journalist and he just released information that was sent to him. Yeah, and, and he also released the Russian hacked emails from the DNC that were damaging to the uh, Clinton campaign. So it's kind of like, how is that? You know, you, he knew he wasn't supposed to release those, but he did anyway because he wanted to make a name for himself and get it back out there because, you know, Edward Snowden was taking the press at the time, I guess. I don't know. I, well, also, I think it goes back to your argument. If you if your argument become not you, but if the argument becomes from these journalists that he should be allowed to release information that can affect an army or soldiers, then certainly affecting a presidential candidate should not be a test on why you should or should not release it you know, sure. in the same argument, using the same argument, correct? Yeah, I, I think that's a good comparison. Um, the problem here is that who's going to be the arbiter of what is and what isn't allowed? Because we're talking about international news organizations about something that was released in the United States, but it went worldwide. There's mm -hmm. no more isolation we're worldwide baby so anything that gets released is going to be all over the world so right. it's kind of hard is the hague going to have to step in here and say that you know we're going to uh. do this as an international criminal court so these are questions that we don't know the answers to they haven't really come up before and that's why i think he's hiding out in that embassy and how long has he been there again oh it's a long time it's over like is, has it been? Well, through through, through two, we know, two uh, administrations, like 11, Obama 12, and Trump. And when years. we say he's hiding out in the embassy, so what does that look like? I would assume um, probably pretty smelly. I mean, I don't know. I was in college and I lived in a dorm, so, it, you know, I'm sure he's not, like... And he can't come off the property, you're saying? Yeah, if, he could, he... yeah if he does, there's an arrest warrant for him. Oh. So I don't know. I, I don't know. I I've always been that news you told me about the Trump administration. I've always been a fan of Assange. Um, and, and it goes back to, you know, um, the the journalist that broke the um, uh, 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 trading arms for cocaine, all of that. I forgot his name. Gary. Uh, what's his name? Greg, you probably Gary, the journalist that that found out about the cocaine, crack co cocaine, and uh, not Iran's Contra, but crack oh, okay. cocaine and everything, and how the government was behind all of that. Gary Webb is his okay, name. Okay, yeah. Um, and so I've always been, um, because there are secrets that the government keeps from us. Right. Um, and I think that when we find these secrets out, we look at what ha happened with Hunter Biden before an election. You know what I mean? Same thing that happened with Hillary Clinton behind before an election. Is that fair for the people to know? I think it is. Sure, but if it's invasion of privacy or it's obtained illegally, then that brings up other issues that we need to talk about, too, because you can't say the end justifies the means. You have to commit all these crimes to get this information. Uh, well, what's, you know, who's at fault here? What's the victim? The victim is a person being exposed. Now, that's the, that's the concern, I think, that these media outlets have. Like, Sunshine is an amazing uh, disinfectant. disinfectant right. You know, so this information comes out. The, the media wants to be able to present that because they want the eyeballs. They want the click-throughs. They want to get the people reading this stuff because there's a concern. And we're working at a radio station here, so that's a concern. We want to get the news out there. We also don't want to put people in danger. We don't want to violate national security. So who's going to tell us that? And that's a big question. I don't know the answer to that.
1-800-WSB-TALK. Before we get to your jury duty um, experience, I want to ask this. Amy Coney Barrett, Supreme Court Justice, uh, is part of a Christian right group or a Christian group. Allegedly part of it. (laughs) Allegedly part of a Christian organization. (laughs) Former members of that organization want her to recuse herself from an LGBT case because they say she doesn't agree biblically or otherwise with uh, LGBT lifestyles or whatever. Do you think they have a case? And my second question is, as a lawyer, do you want to know the social, religious, and all this backgrounds of a particular judge? Does that help or hurt you? Well, with Amy Coney Barrett, uh, she was part of a thing called People of Praise, and there's Think. some issues. <laughs> yeah, sorry, it's a, so he said it a, a thing. thing. <laughs> I don't want to call it a cult or a group. Yeah, no, I don't I know. know. I'm, I'm, but she was part of this group, <laughs> yeah. and and they have anti um, allegedly because there's not a lot known about them, and because they're secret. Yeah, and former members of that group have come out and said that you know if she's still part of that group, then she holds these beliefs as part of her being. So it's one of those things where. Well, she really can't be deciding issues related to LGBTQ rights. Problem is, she was asked those questions when she was um, confirmed for the Supreme Court. So she's been put through the ringer on that. And she answered, I would hope she answered truthfully because she's under oath and she is a associate justice of the Supreme Court. So she should be able to be impartial about that. So is it not possible to hold the beliefs that your religion believes that said Bible or said Quran believes and also uh, judge fairly in certain cases? God, I hope so. Okay. That's that's the whole bedrock of justice. Yeah, because if they're saying, I mean, then we open up a whole can of worms going into people's backgrounds. But I do think that it's very possible to say, hey, my beliefs, my Bible, my Quran, my whatever it is, says that homosexuality is wrong. However, I wasn't called to be a judge or to judge these cases based off the Bible. I'm called to judge these cases based off what the law says in America. That would be amazing if it were true. Not because the problem we have now is we see decisions coming out from Clarence Thomas and other justices like Justice Alito that do reflect Judeo-Christian beliefs put over the the guise of being legal arguments against abortion. So when you bring your religious beliefs into a decision like that, that to me is a violation of your job as a justice because you're putting your personal beliefs ahead of what the Constitution says. Is it true or false that some of these laws, because I'm doing air quotes, this country was founded on a Christian nation, would you argue against the belief that some of these laws were written with Judeo-Christian beliefs and values anyway from the get-go? See, people will say that, but the founding fathers... That's why I did air quotes. Right, right. We're we're on radio air quotes. (laughs) But the founding fathers were were monotheistic, but they were not um, uh, theocrats. They were not trying to base their structure on, you know, religion. It was just part of what made them who they were. So it is possible to write laws or create, in this case, a nation as a monotheist, as a God-fearing man, without putting your beliefs within that system? Is that is that what I'm hearing? That's or? what we want to do. That's what, right. Because we can't be this great country where we let anyone come in here if everything is going to be based on Judeo-Christian beliefs. I mean, how would you feel if you're uh, a Muslim coming in here and you can't wear um, your head covering in public because it's a violation of whatever that person's rules are in that area? You can't 
put your personal beliefs against everybody. You've got to have rules, social mores, and and laws in place to make sure that people are protected, people are safe with each other, but you also have to respect each other's privacy. So the laws, in my opinion, and, and I'm no attorney at all, I mean, I've played one on TV before, but the laws seem in some cases to be written based off of Judeo-Christian beliefs. Should laws now, we start revisiting, changing those laws to accommodate people? I think- Some laws, I'm not saying I, all laws. I mean, you would have to show me the law and we yeah. could talk about it. Yeah. But I understand that, you know, the whole thing about Judeo-Christian beliefs or that, you know, you have to be kind to one another, help your fellow man. Well, that's just being a decent person. That doesn't mean you're a Christian or a Jewish person or a, a Muslim. It means you're just a beast, you're being a decent person. So let's go back to a society not long ago, maybe in the 1920s and 30s, where it wasn't considered, it wasn't a religious thing. Homosexuality, LGBT, was considered to be uh, a, a, a disease, a, a mental issue. It was an outcast. Even abortions, it wasn't just Christians. It was a society. You got pregnant. You didn't go get an abortion unless you snuck. You got sent away. So these were all bad things. So society has changed based on our culture, but it was a, it was it wasn't a Christian thing. You get what I'm saying? So now, sure. if you say now, hey, LGBT or, or I believe that it's wrong, you're considered a religious freak or a fanatic. But back in the day, it was a society thing across the board, whether you were Christian or not. But he was in charge of that society. Were those religious leaders at, in charge of the way things were put out in front of the uh, people in that town? See, that's the thing. You've got to look at who's in charge. Gotcha. And who has the higher voice? You know, who has the loudest voice? Let me tell you. This is so fascinating. Can you stay? Yeah, I can stay. Do you, Malani Khan, can we just hold him over a little bit? I can't say no now that you put it on the air. I know, that's why Ooh, I did yeah. it. No, no, that's no, why no. I did it. Hey, no, they that's can't why I did stay. Of course, course he can stay. Cut her mic. Oh, sorry. That's, hi. That's, that's why I said it that way. No, because this <laughs> course, is this is one of those fascinating conversations that we get into, but we don't have the legal background. So I think this is a fascinating con uh, conversation. L legal analyst for Word on the Street, attorney Brian Pritchett of the Pritchett Firm. He is the official lawyer for Law on. I mean, for word on the street. Say the number before we go. 404-962-0010, PritchettFirmPC.com. And he's going to stay with us a, a little longer. We stayed over. We kept uh, attorney Brian Pritchett over for a couple seconds. Before I ask you about your jury duty, um, um, you know, what happened with jury duty, do you think that judges sometime inject or interject their religious views into court proceedings sometime? Yes, they, they can, and sometimes they do, and that's why we have appeals. All right. Jury duty. Yeah, I, I get picked for jury duty a lot. This is about the sixth or seventh time I've gone in different counties, and they never let me stay very long. <laughs> um, but this is something that I've wanted to be on a jury ever since I was old enough to know what one was. They just don't want me. But it's really important. So when you get that notice in the mail, don't ignore it because it's actually a crime not to go. And when you go and they ask you questions, uh, you want to get on a jury, you have to be impartial. Um, but it's also a lot of sitting around and waiting, which is what I did today. And then eventually they said, okay, we don't need you. So like, let me tell you, I, like you, I was trying to get on and get on and get on. And I was saying all the wrong things. And I realized what to say to get on. I was finally so excited. They never picked me because I was saying the right things. And I finally played the system and I said everything that I knew that I should say to get on and they picked me. I was so happy. I yeah. let that thing ride. I was at Turner Broadcasting at the time and they paid you to be away and I was like, I'm just going to sit here. I loved it. It 
it's something I want to do, but it's also I know what they're doing on the other side, you know. Yeah. So it's kind of like I know how that sausage is made, and I've already had lunch. Yeah. So we're okay. I just wrote it so out. Should I, I feel bad? <laughs> Am I a low character human being that I've never gotten a jury duty no, jury du, jury duty du, ju, jury, jury duty, duty notice? notice? Yeah, you live in Paulding County, or yeah, Co- yeah. never. You're gonna never? get one now. I'm get, well, yeah, I, I want to be on a jury. Yeah. No, I've never gotten yeah. one, and I feel like I'm I'm like a criminal or something. No, 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 no. You get to to, to judge the criminals as the jury. That's what I want to do. All right, put I want to put somebody in jail. Let's do it. Where can people <laughs> find you, Brian? PritchettFirmPC.com, 404-962-0010. That's PritchettFirmPC.com, 404-962-0010. Look for the guy with the beard and glasses. That's me. <laughs> He wants. He is the official legal analyst of Word on the Street, and we love you very much, Brian. Love you back.